This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Out of Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Out of Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and welcome to the Amundi Convictions podcast with me, Swaha Patnaik. Joining me for our monthly discussion on the latest market trends and asset allocation views is Monica Defend, head of the Amundi Institute. Monica, welcome. Thank you, Swa. Welcome to everybody. So it's been a pretty torrid summer here in Europe, temperature-wise. But the good news for central banks is that there are signs that inflation is finally cooling down here and elsewhere. Price pressures have been abating in the United States, the eurozone. And even in the UK, which has experienced the highest and stickiest inflation of any G7 country, Monica, do you see this downtrend in inflation rates continuing? Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, actually, we see inflation moving lower, but uh, if we have to post some numbers, we are inclined to see inflation staying above uh, the central bank's target uh, in the 2024 uh, time horizon. Uh, let me add some general consideration because uh, the nature of inflation in the United States in the euro area is very different. In the US has been stemming from fiscal support and demand, while in the euro area the bulk so far has been energy and now has been shifting towards a more demand-driven inflation. Uh, real wages growth in the euro area has been only a limited driver of inflationary pressure so far and it has been actually negative until 2022. It might now turn positive this year as inflation slows and, in, and wages are picking up gradually. So the bottom line, in the United States, good signs uh, of inflation moderating, inflation momentum uh, is uh, going into the right direction. Uh, for the, from this summer, the energy drug base effect should be progressively less the driver of the moderation in CPI, which will be increasingly driven by core dynamics and food that are also expected to moderate. In the euro area, while headline inflation will fast decelerate, decelerate thanks to energy-based effects and currently lower energy prices, core inflation will remain sticky with slowing at different speeds amid countries. Thank you, Monica. You were talking about the wage growth in the Eurozone being fairly moderate so far. Um, obviously, this is something central banks monitor very closely, that and the core services inflation that you're talking about. What does this mean for central bank policy in the Eurozone and also elsewhere? Well, basically, uh, in the Eurozone, the ECB and the Fed, uh, we expect uh, one and done. So uh, with, with July, uh, we think the, the Fed uh, will stop at 5.5, uh, 5 uh, while for the ECB, 3.75 seems to us uh, the uh, terminal rate. Obviously, the ECB uh, will be data dependent, so still we'll see some uh, labor data releases during the summer and on inflation to see if any uh, other potential hike uh, will, be, will be feasible. But... Uh, we are convinced that uh, in addressing the monetary policy forward guidance, we need to take into, into consideration the medium-term uh, functioning, the framework the, these economies are working. And we are just seeing how the uh, higher and faster, fastly higher rates has been transmitting into uh, the uh, real economy. 
Thank you. So you're talking about one and done, and I think there's been growing optimism in the markets as well that we might have um, less of a hard landing or a tough recession than previously anticipated. How is all of this feeding through to your asset allocation views? Perhaps we could start off with equities. Yeah, sure. Uh, we stay defensive in the uh, developed market uh, space uh, with regards to equity. Um, we are looking at the earnings season. Uh, we are just uh, at the uh, at the beginning of it, but uh, less than 20% of companies are out of the S&P 500 have been reported, a decline of 9%. And this to us uh, is a tangible uh, element to be considered while assessing the uh, overall uh, positioning into into equities. In, in Europe, uh, we see this uh, decline uh, in the economic momentum as well as uh, on the earnings uh, side, uh, along with the impact of ECB uh, actions and the direction uh, of inflation. So we continue to stay focused on quality, value, dividend uh, yield uh, stocks. In the emerging markets, uh, we, will, we might talk about uh, China later on, uh, but um, we, we still uh, remain constructive on the emerging market uh, equity spectrum. Thank you, Monica. And what about fixed income? As this economic momentum um, decelerates, as you're talking about, this becomes really critical for credit as well, doesn't it? Indeed, and we are not changing uh, our uh, narrative there. On the government bond side, uh, we've been uh, marginally uh, positive on the on the US, but we are fine tuning uh, along uh, the um, along the time. In core Europe, we are progressively uh, moving close to, to neutral, and again, we are monitoring the evolution of the uh, economic data, but. Obviously, uh, with uh, inflation moderating, as we expect, and growth uh, cooling down, we see uh, opportunities into uh, longer uh, positioning. Uh, we did not mention the Bank of Japan and Japanese uh, bonds, uh, but we stay uh, defensive. In credit, we continue to prefer high-quality investment grade, while in the high-yield space, we stay cautious, and we see the need to differentiate between uh, double B, uh, B versus uh, triple uh, C uh, rated issuers, given that these are uh, potential for higher defaults, uh, default rates in the low rated segment. Okay, let's go back to China, which you mentioned just earlier, and we'll develop on emerging markets as well more broadly. But let's start with China, where you very recently downgraded your growth outlook. How big of a cut was that? We downgraded our annual growth predictions uh, to 5.1. It was uh, 5.7 before. And this is due to a weaker than expected second quarter release and delayed and smaller uh, policy actions, both on the monetary uh, front, it was more a catch-up, and on the fiscal side. The risks uh, to these uh, projections, unless Beijing launches forceful easing in the housing sector, there are not much risks uh, to revise up our GDP growth for 2023, um, which will be almost likely around 5%. If fiscal policies uh, come in more sizable than expected, that will bring upside surprises to our 4.3 uh, GDP growth expected in 2024. Um, 
I get it. So what's been the knock-on impact of this downgrade and those views um, onto your views on the Chinese market? Well, we think that this is really um, a natural and tactical uh, adjustment of the of an economy that is uh, addressing a, a very challenging uh, path of uh, rebalance in the in the medium term. So uh, we've been reducing back to neutral uh, our exposure to to Chinese equities and expanded into the uh, emerging market, while on the fixed income we maintain. Uh, a neutral exposure to Chinese government bonds. Okay. Let me loop back to what you were talking about on emerging markets as a whole. You said you were constructive um, on the segment as a whole. Perhaps you could talk us through why and if you have particular opportunities that you think look brighter than others. Yes, emerging market uh, growth is currently running at a 4.6% uh, annualized and it's significantly stronger than growth in, in the developed market. The sequential weakness we are seeing in, in China is likely uh, to weigh on the near-term trajectory, but with the drag from last year's tightening in global financial conditions and higher commodity prices that are now behind us, uh, we remain relatively op uh, optimistic on the emerging market growth outlook, in particular in Asia, in Asia uh, where we have seen the largest improvement in the, in the macro momentum, uh, notably Indonesia, Philippines and South Korea. When it goes to inflation, again, in the emerging market, it has declined by more than DM uh, inflation this year. And this gap between emerging market and developed market inflation has now fallen to an historically uh, low level. So this continues to be a significant cross-country and cross-regional variation in the performance of inflation across emerging markets uh, economies with, for example, inflation rates that are much higher in the CMEA economies than in Asia or LATAM. And these significant uh, differences in inflationary presses, pressures is reflected in the uh, different monetary policy path that in a nutshell is more dovish in Asia and in LATAM than it is in this EMEA. Thank you. Are, you. are there countries in LATAM that you are expecting to be cutting rates and leading the way for um, others? Well, it would be uh, notably in uh, in Latam, uh, Chile, Chile being the first, followed by Brazil. Great. Well, we're nearly out of time, but perhaps I could wind up by asking about my favourite subject, currencies, um, especially since it's summer and you know uh, people care about currencies as well as for hedging. Are your summer holiday plans, Monica, aligned with your views on which currencies might be the best or worst performing in the com coming couple of months? Well, to be uh, totally honest uh, with you, um, I'm going to sponsor the Italian GDP when it goes uh, <laughs> to uh, regional preferences. But um, we think that uh, the Japanese uh, yen eventually uh, will uh, will stand out. Uh, let's see what the uh, Bank of Japan will uh, will deliver. Uh, we are inclined to see a widening in the in the range of the yield uh, curve control, notwithstanding. The, the recent uh, noise that the Bank of Japan won't deliver anything at the end of, of July. But uh, as soon as the recessionary fears uh, will materialize, uh, then uh, we might see uh, the Japanese yen uh, 
posting uh, some some gains. So why not planning um, an, a trip to Japan in autumn? Sounds like a good plan. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to join us and share it and for sharing your thoughts, Monica. Have a great summer and we look forward to hearing from you again in September. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to this Amundi podcast. We hope you'll join us again soon. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets and financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.